When everyone is on the same page, getting things done is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that enables your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said. Done. Now, we are airing in Boston, Chicago, New York, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C. How about that? Washington, Oregon, Idaho, California, Arizona, Colorado, Oklahoma, Florida, Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Indiana, Vermont, Maine. I've been everywhere, man. (laughs) This is the Rod Peterson Show. Hi, everybody. As usual, uh, as Cactus Jack Wells says, it all turned out nice again, or I would say it's turning out nice again. We got such a wonderful team here with IKS Media and the RP Show. We've had guests dropping in, dropping out late, here, there, everywhere. The Moose will be with us in hour one. Uh, sorry, in hour two. In hour one, Rod Black joined us, but he was late getting on, and uh, that did give me the opportunity to properly talk about the passing of my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat, who uh, we were pretty close, not as close as her and my dad, and they're together again. Uh, So that gave me the opportunity to talk about that. But Rod Black, man, again, to our new viewers in the States that don't know him, uh, the very first ever television voice of the Toronto Raptors, for a generation, the voice of the CFL, Canadian Football League on TSN, and a lot of other things. Um, <laughs> the Barflies part of our audience writes it and says, Rod needed a whip and a chair to control Rod. I left last names out on purpose. Did you notice that, that near the end, I just... I just plowed through. I just kept talking. I didn't let him interrupt anymore. The thing is, I've had now close to 15,000 hours on air. Some would say that makes me the master of broadcasting. And it reminds me, we can, we can bring the moose in here now. Uh, you know, it reminds me, moose, I've done, I think I'm into the thousands of events and banquets. <laughs> I was doing one one night in Hudson Bay, the home of Glenn Gullitson, and Trent Yanni and Craig Adam. By the time I got to the stage, which was 10.30 at night, they were all pissed. Nobody was paying attention. It was terrible. <laughs> and I just, I just mowed through it. I just went through my program, did my thing, just kept talking. And when we got back to Craig Adams' house, uh, I stayed at his parents' house and Craig was with me. His dad's like, I'm so sorry what happened in there. Nobody was paying attention. Everybody was drunk. I said, I don't care. I got the check. I did my thing. <laughs> We're good. So I've been through all this stuff. Anyways, uh, from Jenneth Four Seasons, she says uh, she loved her Raptors. Talking about my cousin Christine in Medicine Hat. And just, uh, boy, people really got some thoughts on these NFL neutral site conference championship games. Mini Super Bowls, as they call them. Rod Black had some very strong thoughts. Doesn't think it should happen. Uh, Ted and Redger says, no way will Jerry Jones allow the Cowboys to play somewhere other than Jerry's world for a playoff game of any kind. And on the flip side, from the audience, Andrew Toner says, sorry, have to disagree. I think neutral side games have a place. I've seen the Jays here. On a note, I never had any interactions with your sister, but feel for you. She's my cousin, but uh, I appreciate it. Thank you, Andrew. Sorry to get emotional. I broke up a little bit an hour ago. 
Do you think we're going to see a day where the conference championships are neutral site games in the NFL? Yeah, I do. If it's just being talked about wow. now. I mean, where there's smoke, there's fire, right? That's, that's a thing for a reason. Um, and here's the thing. Like, if the Cowboys are in it, they're going to get paid. They're going to get paid. Like, there, there's going to be gate that's going to yes. be shared with both the teams. I think it happens to some extent now in the playoffs anyways. Teams that have to travel and stuff in the playoffs. Um, so that's going to be there. And for, you know, Jerry Jones specifically, there's Cowboys fans all across the world. You know, to the point where in the U.S., I think it was over 45 million people watched part of the Cowboys and 49ers divisional championship game. That's why the networks talk about the Cowboys at nauseum all day long, because it's relevant to a lot of people in, in America. So, yeah, Jerry, the Cowboy fans would show up if the game was in Atlanta or Tennessee or Florida. They would show up and the Cowboys would be fine. Yeah, you are 100% right. And so this is fun. Welcome back to the program, Moose, or welcome to, uh, for the first time today. This is where it gets fun, where it's audience participation, right? We'll take everybody's opinion on this. And I'll say a couple things. Um, yeah, for one, Ted in Arizona says, Rod and Rod reminds me of Jim Nance and Tony Romo. LOL. I know. I can't stand those broadcasts with Tony Romo. And maybe I'm biased. I, I'm a Cowboys fan and I didn't like Tony Romo as our quarterback. I didn't. And now he's trampling all over Jim Nance, who quite frankly is Michelangelo of broadcasting. He is. You know, yeah. <laughs> it's like he's trying to paint a, you know, a Rembrandt. And uh, here is here's Tony Romo with finger paints. You are I'd right. I choked him out I by now. I sit there actually with my brother's kids at Christmas and they pull out the coloring book. So I pick my own and I'm coloring. I don't get to color. I'm like in the lines. This is great. And then my little nephew comes in and starts scribbling all over the page. I'm like, no, I was trying to make this look good. So it's a good visual you have there for Jim and Tony. That's exactly what it is. By the way, ring the bell. Let's hear from Rick Regan. From Craig Smith, our director of scouting. Happy birthday, Darren. You are a fine young man and respect you greatly. Have a great day. Don't eat too much cake. How's your birthday been? Thank you, Craig. That means a lot. Um, I got a lot of messages to get back to people on. It's been awesome. I'm pretty quiet about it. You know, you know, I don't really talk about what's going on in my life or talk about my birthday or make a big deal about that stuff. But uh, it's been good. Went out for a birthday coffee this morning and they're going to go out for dinner tonight. So it'll be uh, it'll be good. Hell From yes. John Ohm. Ohm in Winnipeg says, full condolences, Rod. Bless. Thank you so much. More so to her immediate family, but, but thank you. She is a great gal, Chris. Great sports fan. And uh, she was a Peterson uh, through and through. From the Hockey Club podcast in Tallahassee, Florida, our guy Corey's watching. He says, exactly. Romo is terrible has an amazing buildup, like he's going to say something prophetic and then always fizzles out. But again, that's just different strokes for different folks. Um, I turn the sound down for almost every uh, game broadcast, not just them. I'd rather just watch the play than listen to what's being said, unless it's a guy that I really, really want to hear. And there aren't a lot of those guys left anymore, I'll be honest with you. Um, and Jenna... 
in Southern California who, like me, is a Cowboys fan, says Dallas Cowboys talked about every minute, every second, on every network, and by both fans and haters. And Jenna's right. Jenna is so right. And that's why there's a, there's a lot of really cool things coming with this show in terms of broadcast in America. And I've been obviously told to pipe down, not tease anything anymore. Just let it all happen. But I want the CFL stars, because we're big CFL fans, to be known in America. It would make our lives a lot easier on this show to have everybody know what we're talking about. And listen to me for a second. You understand this as a branding guy, Darren, but I've sat at uh, Theron Fleury's kitchen table. I've sat with Rich Sutter and seen them open letters from all around the world. I don't know why that is. Is that because of television? Rich Sutter retired in 1996. There wasn't even internet back then. I don't know. But the NHL players are global entities, and that's just the NHL. Frankly, they're nothing compared to the NFL. And But it's hype, it's talk, and that's how the Cowboys... This is my point. We asked Mo Egger yesterday, how, why are the Cowboys what this thing, what they are? I'm sick of the Cowboys. I'm sick of them. I don't even want to talk about them. They're talking about them all morning today. Did you see? I'm like, they're not even playing, you guys. And they're my team. But it's marketing. Go back, read it. Tech Schramm, the general manager, came up with it in the 70s. America's team. I was the guy that came up with Canada's team for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I just stole it. People still talk about that and call them that. And it worked. And I just, I don't know why these teams just want to go silent or not be talked about. I don't get it, Darren. Tell me why. That is the biggest pet peeve when it comes to teams and leagues because you have two options. You can have a built-in audience that people are going to watch because they need to watch, you know, parents, grandparents, you name it, of the leagues. So you charge a subscription and you just capitalize on that. It'll never grow, but you'll get the guaranteed little amount of money and call it a day. Or you can make your product available to more people, build an audience, and then capitalize in the future on that audience, ticket sales, merchandise, advertising, you can't sell advertising unless you have a volume of people that want to consume your product and that are paying attention. So it's teams wanting the short-term gain today, and they put blinders on, and they forget about tomorrow and the future. And with the Dallas oh. Cowboys, I don't know how it was in the 80s and 90s, but I bet you when the networks came up, Jerry and whoever was before that said, put our games on every network. I don't care. Where other teams would say, don't put it on TV because we got to sell tickets. Don't put it on TV, right? Oh, and yeah. you can see how it builds and you capitalize in the future. Um, yes. Thank you. And there is a documentary on it, and I can't remember the name of it, about the marketing of America's team. Like John Ohm just said, he goes, Cowboys are America's team. They are because you were told that. America was told that. The world's been told that. So they believe it. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I saw that. Like they, I don't know who the interview was with. Maybe it was Tech Shram because the documentary's old. But he goes, the whole idea was if you don't have a team to cheer for, if you're from Butte, Montana, I distinctly remember him saying Butte, Montana, and you don't have a team, cheer for the Dallas Cowboys because we're America's team. You know, or some, you know, Prairie City, Illinois, or whatever. And it just reminds me, I've told you this story, but Grey Cups, smokes, are we, are we off? <laughs> from Rod, Rod Monroe. It's 
111 Eastern, by the way. Please visualize a positive outcome. And I mean it. Stay with me, Moose. Beautiful. Clark's dad, Rod Monroe, has written in from Arizona. He says, I tuned in to Rod's Dallas Cowboys rant. Best sports talk show. Keep it going, boys. You're going to love this even more, Rod, because I asked Clark before the show how we can get this thing rigged up to get him on the show for a segment or two or get him co-hosting, you know, in this. Give Moose some time off. Somebody's got to be shoveling coal into the engine here. It's got to be Moose. Anyways, I remember two things. I remember um, Grey Cup Edmonton 2010. I was strolling through West Edmonton Mall. There was Ryder fans as far as the eye can see. And I'm not sure I ever told you this. It was downtown Edmonton. I'm like, I was with Scott Schultz, Ryder great. And I said, we got to get out of downtown, man. This is too, it's madness. Let's go out to the mall. It'll be quieter out there. We go out there. There's more Ryder fans out there. They're everywhere. And uh, I just remember saying, to, this was the peak of Ryder pride. This was our fourth Grey Cup appearance in... Uh, Three seasons? And, sorry, third in four seasons. And uh, some guys walk, he's like, hey, Rod, hey, Schultze. Some guy in a rider jersey. I'm like, hey, dude, where are you from? Because I always ask. He's like, Cambridge, Ontario. What? Why are you cheering for the riders? He goes, they're Canada's team. And I remember flying out of Fort McMurray, playing the Edmonton Eskimos, the dastardly Chris Jones and his Eskimos. We played him at Fort McMurray, and uh, we're flying out commercially. And Chris Getzlaff was against the window. There was a, when I say little girl, I mean small woman between us, and I was on the aisle. She's got a rider jersey folded up in her lap. And I said, hey, you're a rider fan? Where are you from? She's like, New Brunswick. The hell are you doing all the way out here? She goes, oh, I'm, I work in Fort McMurray, and I went to the game, and I cheered for the Riders because that's the thing to do. They're Canada's team. I don't even know what my point was. You're welcome. Thanks for coming to my TED Talk, everybody. <laughs> it's done. It's the power of messaging and words and hammering it into people's heads and, you know, building a brand and a culture and everything works together. It's great. From BW in Edmonton says, I remember reading in grade school a comic book all about the Dallas Cowboys inside my textbook. Never heard of the NFL before that. These are Canadians, by the way. We're different. I used to think that we're the same. As you've heard me say a lot of times, I've just realized we're not like anybody else. We're not right. But that's okay. Because we're Canadians. Right? We're in it to win it. John Ohm in uh, Winnipeg says, I need, I need to meet a Ryder fan here in Toronto. I did meet some Argo fans. Put it on Facebook, dude. Say you're going to... You're a smart guy, John. Say I'm going to be at Real Sports Bar tonight, 7 o'clock, for any Ryder fans in Toronto that want to come join me. Trust me, I've done it. <laughs> it works out great. Um, and just to land the plane, Moose... <laughs> <laughs> on, on this topic that I never expected we would talk about is that we're getting the mail from listeners. Shout out Ryan on radio in Metro Atlanta. We're getting them from people all over the state of Georgia, Georgia listening to him. And they're becoming CFL fans if they weren't already. Sean Lucas, who used to wear number 31 for the Rough Riders, played at Tulane. Good friend of mine, he lives in Atlanta. And he's like, what, half the CFL lives in Atlanta in the winter. All the guys are listening to your show. 
and, and, and the CFL is on the cusp of a television deal in America, very close to it, we could be onto something really big here. You know, and that's what I want because it would make life a lot easier if our audience knew who we were talking about every day, you know, with his Bo Levi Mitchell stuff. Anyways, I was saving this for you, Moose, when you come on the program. We're going to do deal or no deal. Sorry, NHL top five, bottom five, and CFL power rankings when we come back. It's going to be busy for producer Clark because uh, we'll get up the graphics as well for our round three of the jersey bracket because you put it together, Moose. Awesome. I'll let you explain it when we come back after this. We're live on Game Plus Television on the radio, WQEE 99.1 FM. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Laid back and kicking it. Let's head back to the studio. Here's Rod. Okay, welcome back, everybody. <coughs> Notice something different about me? We got the moose with us. I can hear him chuckling into his microphone. Is that me, Bertie Nichols? <laughs> gotcha. We're on Game Plus Television and uh, the radio of Metro Atlanta, WQEE. Okay, this is like Jerry Reed. We got a long ways to go and a short time to get there. So can we please bring in the moose? Actually, hang on, hang on, hang on. Sorry to fake you out. <laughs> nice. Nice work. How about that? Whoever does that. Quick poll update, our jersey update today, our poll. We've opened round three of the bracket. We're down to the conference, what, semifinals, Moose? He'll explain it in a moment. It's round three. It's the Winnipeg Jets versus the Minnesota Wild. Whose retro reverse is better? This shouldn't be close, but it is. It's obscenely close. Winnipeg is leading the vote by 53%. Their two-tone blue retro reverse jerseys versus the Minnesota Wild's green and golds with the Wilds logo on front. Okay, I voted for Winnipeg. Not shocking, Rod Black voted for Winnipeg. He's from there. Moose, come on in. I feel like you are going to be like, uh, sorry guys, I feel like you're going to be a turd in a blanket and vote for Minnesota. Yeah. Am I right? I am. Yeah. <laughs> I knew it. I'm gonna vote for uh, Minnesota. Bingo! <laughs> I just, I, I know we're, we we're very big in Winnipeg and, and they're showing up, man. They're showing up to vote for the Jets, and they may, they may be, have enough willpower to will them right to win the whole bracket. I don't know, but they shouldn't. I mean, it's a nice jersey, but it's not that nice. Um, yeah, I'll take Minnesota's. I get where, Winnipeg, uh, sorry, where Minnesota's coming from, and I'd be, hey, I just saw them on the weekend, like literally live. Bill Guerin is a thick son of a gun, just so you know. The general manager of the <laughs> Minnesota Wild, he walked by me a few times. How about that? Parks. I'm like, wow. Big dude. Um, 
But I'd love to talk to somebody there about these jerseys because it's like the green and gold isn't you. It's the stars, and you're not the stars, but it is your city. I feel like they're trapped, uh, you know, in no man's land that way. But do you want to explain, and here we go with the jersey graphic in round three, and Clark has it. Do you want to explain, Moose, what we're down to here? Yeah, so we're into the final eight. We should have uh, graphics here for the uh, the East and West into the final eight um, teams, the quarterfinals, so to speak. So here's here the East, the you know, and it, and it's East. Buffalo, Washington, Pittsburgh, and the Devils. Um, you saw Florida there getting to the second round. That's a big one. Um, you know, the Devils maybe had the easiest bracket to get to where they are, and then the West. Um, if Clark's got the West side. Minnesota, I didn't think they should have got, they, they probably shouldn't have got past San Jose in the last round, you know, and, and Winnipeg went through Colorado and then Vancouver. So, the, you know, tomorrow we'll probably go to the east, but then you got L.A. Edmonton, the Oilers again, a pretty easy bracket with Calgary, uh, Vegas and, and Arizona. So they'll probably get smoked by the Kings. So here's your final eight teams, four in the east, four in the west. Um, I'm predicting a oh. Buffalo, L.A., final but i uh, hope i didn't jinx it i don't know what i would do in that instance but um again you know we talked about a last hour with rod black i'm um, coming out of COVID. he's got a greater appreciation for things i do too uh but also appreciation for other people's opinions and tastes and you know like i can't believe the new jersey devils would go this far in the poll i would have voted them out in round one is what i'm saying not everybody's going to like the same things. It would be a pretty boring world if we did. So this poll has been, I don't know whose idea it was, but uh, it was a good one. Uh, Ryan in New York writes in, he says, My Devils have been a sleeper all season in the NHL, and now they're a sleeper in the RP show bracket. Nice. Did you watch any of the New Jersey-Vegas game last night? It was on ESPN and on Canada. I think it was on national television in Canada, but... They're going, it's a madhouse in New Jersey. It's like 1994 all over again. They're going insane there. I love it. Yeah, it is awesome. And they've got some real buzz in that city and in that arena. And that fan base has needed something to cheer about since, what, the early 2000s when they had Scott Niedemeyer yeah. and Martin Brodeur. It's been a while since the Devils have been really good. So uh, it, it, this is good for hockey, too to have them back and create a little stir in the East. Yeah, believe me, I don't feel sorry for them. Another story here. Uh, Kevin, the medium, checking in. Hello, Kevin. He says, I still want an independent inquiry into the Vancouver Canucks losing their bracket. Well, you should be used to it, Kevin. Spicy! Uh, Mark and Melford says, thanks for the bracket update, Rod Squad. New Jersey. Dallas, Stanley Cup Final, 2000. I want to say Game 6. I was at the George Strait Country Fest. 12 hours of country music from noon till midnight. Just imagine this. Texas Stadium, the home of the Dallas Cowboys, America's team. And the bands were asleep at the wheel, which George Strait's personal favorite band. Leanne Womack, Martina McBride, Tim McGraw, Kenny Chesney. And then the king himself, the king of country, George Strait. When the concert ends, 75,000 people spill out into the parking lot. 
Dallas was playing New Jersey that night in Dallas at Reunion Arena. Do you think I could find the score? It was pre-cell phone. It was 2000. I'm asking people outside Texas State, did you hear the score in the hockey game? They're like, the what? <laughs> the Stanley Cup final. Game six is tonight. Here. People looked at me. Why do you care, bro? And I'm like, this would not happen in Winnipeg. And then we get in a cab, and uh, we're going back to the hotel, and I listened to Ralph Strangis on 820 WBAP call the game-winning goal for the New Jersey Devils because it was in overtime. Devils win the cup. So That would not happen in Canada, and it didn't. When you and I were coming home from the Stanley Cup final in Montreal and the game was playing, the pilots relayed the score over top of the loudspeakers at our request. That's Canada for you. Uh it was a WestJet. Excuse yeah. us, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Sorry to uh, disturb your flight, but in Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final, it's Montreal 3, Tampa 3 in the second period. Please enjoy your flight. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> Hello, Canada. Uh, Kevin, the medium, says, Rod, why do you got to be like that? Ouch! Regarding the Canucks. He says, I think Rod's still a little grumpy over his Cowboys losing. I was prepared for it. I didn't think we were going to win. So so we got the bracket out of the way. Our poll brought to you daily by Capital Automobile Universal Collision Center. Capital has dealerships all across the Canadian prairies and the state of California. Time to do the NHL top five, bottom five for our friends at Bet Regal, our exclusive betting partner and sportsbook. Here we go. You ready, guys? The number one team in the National Hockey League is the Boston Bruins, and I mean by far. They've won six in a row. They've got a 14-point lead for number one in the NHL. Number two team, the Boston Bruins. Yes, they're that good. The number three team in the National Hockey League is the New Jersey Devils. You're welcome, Ryan. In New York State, the Devils have won eight of their last ten, and they beat the Vegas Golden Knights last night in a doozy, number three. Number four, the Toronto Maple Leafs. They're fourth overall in the NHL standings, and let's be honest, they're just waiting for the playoffs. And I hope that they win it this year. I do. Number five team in the NHL, the Winnipeg Jets. They're the number one team in the Western Conference. Start planning the parade in Winnipeg. Hopefully Chris Strebler's there for it. Your bottom five in the NHL, the 28th placed team in the National Hockey League, the Vancouver Canucks currently experiencing the dead cat bounce under Rick Tockett, but it won't last. The 29th team, fourth worst in the NHL is the Anaheim Ducks. I'm shocked they haven't made a coaching change, but at least they've got hope. They will be good, just not this year. 30th team, the Arizona Coyotes. They've won two of their last 10 games. They're officially the NHL's coldest team. Number 31, the Chicago Blackhawks. Start the bidding in the market for Kane and Taves. What are we waiting for? And the worst team in the National Hockey League is the Columbus Blue Jackets. They've entered the chat and are currently in the lead for the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, the Columbus Blue Jackets. Very promptly, that's your NHL top five, bottom five, Moose. Boston's taking the good. top two spots. They're that good. Yeah, how do you feel about all this? Yeah, that's pretty awesome. I like that. Uh I think it's good. I, I, I was, I got to say, I was wrong about Tampa. They were charging last week, but really, since then, they've been yep. playing like 500 hockey. So they haven't, they're not entering the top five. I don't think they're on the brink of entering the top five now unless they go on another run. But the two teams kind of on the biggest run right now, and it's bad news for Calgary, is Colorado and Edmonton.
I think Abs have won six in a row. Yep. Edmonton, I think, has won six in a row. So um, they're both rolling, and that's uh, tough news for the Flames. From the audience, Max Hardwick writes in, in El Salvador, by the way, now I know why we're the number one hockey podcast in El Salvador. <laughs> we Thank you, Max. figured it out. Here we got it. Ralph Strangis was slash is pure greatness. His former broadcast partner, Razor Ray, is also amazing. Boy, poor Allie in Texarkana. She would be upset to be missing this show. She's told me she has a dentist appointment today and she can't make it. That's one thing about this show you get. The personal touch. You don't get anywhere else. Uh, from our director of scouting, Craig Smith says, that's quite a lineup of country stars. Uh, it was, by the way, this was in the year 2000, 23 years ago. Moose didn't even have hair on his peaches yet. You probably, you wouldn't even remember this, Moose. But on that tour, Tim McGraw and Kenny Chesney, Ches, you can look it up. They stole a policeman's horse in Buffalo on this tour. And uh, George kicked him off the tour. He said, you can come back and you can perform in Dallas because we've sold tickets for it. But after that, you guys are gone. Wow. Look it up. That's the poll George Strait has at country music. You don't mess with the king. Uh, 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 uh. Okay, CFL power rankings. What What the shoot? Let's do it for Bet Regal. They're also the exclusive betting partner of the Canadian Football League and us. These are my power rankings. I'm not even going to ask yours because I don't think you were prepared for it. I didn't tell you that I was doing it. I just want to know whether you agree or not. Number one, the Toronto Argonauts, the defending Grey Cup champions. I, nobody could argue that, I don't think. Number two, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Three straight Grey Cup appearances. Number two. Number three, the Calgary Stampeders. They're so good, they didn't even need Boley by Mitchell. Number four, oh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Speak of the devil. That's what I think Bo's done for Hamilton. Can you imagine a Hamilton-Calgary Grey Cup? Woo, sah. Number five, the BC Lions. I think they're going to be that good even without Nathan Roy. Number six, the Montreal Alouettes. Got a new coach in Jason Moss. I love their quarterback, Trevor Harris. I really do. Number seven, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And this is being generous. I got them seventh. Eighth, the Edmonton Elks under the tutelage of Chris Jones. Only because... They were where they were last last year, right? They got a lot of proving to do. Same story with nine, the Ottawa Red Blacks. They got a great documentary out there right now, Behind the R on YouTube. Check it out. It's fantastic. But they got to start winning some games. They've been bad for a long time. Those are my top nine in the Canadian Football League. Your thoughts? I, I would still have Winnipeg number one. I, I think, you know, I think we would all say that they were probably favorites going into the Grey Cup and, and being upset by a really good Toronto team doesn't, you know, doesn't uh, really hurt you. But it, it uh, I think Winnipeg's still number one. They've resigned a lot of guys. And, and Toronto's got a question of quarterback. Is Chad Kelly the quarterback? What's up with, with Macbeth, right? Um, so that's a big, big question for me. And at Bet Regal, and I know they don't spend a lot of time, the odds makers, um, tinkering with CFL odds in the off season but from december 16th the last time we checked the odds to today after the bo levi signing hamilton's odds to win the gray cup have actually gotten worse they've actually gotten worse they've gone the other way so i'm going to check with that regal over the weekend 
over the weekend, and we're going to see what those ratings come down to. And next week sometime, we'll look at the, rating, the, the, the odds before and after the bow signing. Well, you and I both spent personal time in the space of the Bet Regal people. Their odds makers are in Costa Rica. My guess is they're out surfing. And they might not know right now that Bo Levi Mitchell... This is not a joke. They're literally in Costa Rica. That's where the, bet, the odds makers are. For all the leagues that they do, the Bet Regals people are there. And somebody might want to call them in from the surf and tell them that Bo is now a tie cat. Which, uh, speaking of, Moose, we'll see you in overtime, okay? You bet. The voice of those Hamilton Tiger Cats, the fine R.J. Broadhead, joins us next. Listen up, Hamilton. Start telling everybody. RJ's in next. Your voice. We're live on Game Plus Television, available all across Ontario, specifically Southern Ontario on Rogers Cable, Koji Co. Also, uh, YouTube Live and WQEE 99.1 FM. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Oh, yeah. He's back. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Hey, everybody. Thank you for the kind uh, comments. Checking in, Craig Campbell watching from the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto. Says, hello from snowstormy Toronto. Happy birthday to the Moose. To Darren, thanks for another fine show. Thank you, Craig. Hoping to see you down here at the NHL All-Star Game next week in the festivities. Almost week long. Uh, yeah. I'll get to more comments later. We can't keep this guy waiting. R.J. Broadhead, the voice of the Hamilton Tiger Cats on the Ticats Audio Network, joins us today. G'day, R.J. How are you, my man? Rod, I'm good. Finally on your show. Took a Bo Levi Mitchell signing to get me on. (laughs) That's right. Way. Not like I haven't been trying for a long time to get you on. I got to say this first, and I'm not just buttering you up. You've known me a long time. I'm real, I'm honest, yep. I'm telling you the truth. I listened to so many of your games the last couple of years, specifically this year. You guys do a great job on there, man. Are you having as much fun doing that? And like, you really know the game of football. Is it as much fun as it sounds like you're well, having? Yeah, I appreciate it, Rod. I mean, I from Saskatchewan, I listen to you a lot, so I picked up some pointers <laughs> there, of course, but it is a blast. It's you know what I've really enjoyed is is working for a team. And it's, for example, at the, the conference yesterday, it's it's like family members. People are coming up that you haven't seen in a couple of months. And, and uh, you know, when you're at a network, you're just kind of a number. Here you're a, you're a name and you're somebody. And, and the Tiger Cats really are a family and they make you feel like somebody. And working with Luke Tasker, he is a special guy. He was a great player. But he's just one of those guys that something's wrong with you if if you got a problem with him. He, he's just a fantastic guy, makes you feel good, lights up a room, and and he comes from great roots with his dad Steve, who has a, a ton of experience in in the booth and and doing color for games. So their football experience and and he studies it and helps me with a lot of stuff and a lot of plays and and I've helped him with broadcasting a little bit. So it's been a, a really really good mix and. To be honest, it is a ton of fun. It's it's in my 26 plus years in the media business. It's some of the most fun I've had for sure. 
Uh, yes, RJ, you realized that we're old. But I will say at Grey Cup, I, I, <laughs> at our party, I, st I stopped Andy Fantuz. I grabbed him by the arm and I'm like, Tuz, you're really good on there. And he's like, thanks, Rod. And I'm like, no, you're really good on there. Because he never yeah. wanted to do interviews in Regina. He hated the media. And I'm sitting there, he's cracking <laughs> jokes and he's saying these things. I'm like, who is this guy? But anyways, enough about Ty Cats. And, and Bubba O'Neill does a great job too. I'm just, I'm a fan. Yeah. But to the news, a bully by Mitchell signing with the Ticats, what has this done for the franchise on the field and off? I'm glad you mentioned Andy because he does do a great job and he studies hard and, and he's, he's fantastic, knows the game. We all know how great he was on the field. Uh, what does bully by Mitchell at signing is, is huge for the Tiger Cats. I, I think I heard your rankings. Um, I, I would think that the Tiger Cats, they do have quite a few more guys to sign. When you look at the roster, but I think a couple of guys might be pursuing NFL opportunities, and and that goes for all the teams in the in the league. So we'll we'll see who winds up signing, but uh, definitely Bowley by Mitchell is future Hall of Famer. He is going to come in here. He seems rejuvenated, seems excited to be the quarterback of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. It sounds like, despite all the rumors that were floating around for. A couple of months that Hamilton was the destination he wanted even before Hamilton traded for his negotiating rights so him being there is a guy who's won everything uh, there is to win a guy who's never missed the playoffs just having that in the locker room is a is a huge upgrade and I think it'll help maybe some other free agents if they were wondering about Hamilton and hosting the Grey Cup in 2023 and and with Bob Young and Scott Mitchell and Matt Affinick they're they're going to put together the best possible team they can to end the, the Grey Cup drought that has gone on since 1999. And I had a, a chuckle about it during the season. Keandre Smith, he was a rookie receiver for the Tiger Cats last year, as you know. He was born in 2000. So the first 2,000-born player on the Tiger Cats. So he, he has no chance of even remembering a, a Tiger Cats Grey Cup victory. So <laughs> it's long overdue, and this is a, a huge step in, in making it happen, getting Bo Levi Mitchell in his quarterback. I actually wonder how those 99 Tiger Cats feel, like Sandy Beveridge and Hitchcock and Morielli, if they actually want the drought to end. I get a sense that they're okay <laughs> being the last Tiger Cats team that won a Grey Cup. Would I be right on that? <laughs> oh yeah, you're right, Rod. They're 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 gods in Hamilton. They can do no wrong. They're, uh, you know, it's funny how fast things have have changed. They are beauties, and we all know what beauties are. And off the air, they're fantastic guys. You want to sit and you want to talk to them and hear their stories and just the 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 time. Ninety nine wasn't that long ago, but it. <laughs> Doesn't seem that long ago the way the world is now, and you hear some of the stories, but they're fabulous guys and icons in Hamilton. And great guys, absolutely great guys, like you say. RJ, you got a lot of fans. The boys wrote me, they said, You have an RJ on, you got to ask him some of his great top prospects' memories. Uh, you've called a million, uh, the games tonight in Langley, BC. Is there one that stands out? Were you calling yeah. the one where Biz Nasty got in a fight? Uh, what do you remember about the top prospects game? <laughs> well, there, there's how times have changed, too. There was always, you always kind of knew there'd be a, a fight. And then that kind of dwindled away. So there was always, you, you could see, okay, penalty minute, penalty minute. 
these guys are going to fight, and that that doesn't happen anymore. Um, I would say one that uh, really stands out is is Nathan McKinnon, 2013 in Halifax. He put on a, a great show. Um, 2015 with Connor McDavid. That one was exciting because a little bit like Connor Bedard going into the the game tonight. Uh, everybody expects him to to dominate and put up a ton of points and be the game star. And McDavid was very good in the game in 2015 that took place in Niagara. But Travis Konechny and Dylan Strom, who was an Erie Otters teammate of Connor McDavid, were the were the two stars of of that game. So um, just just going through the rosters and seeing the players who are in the NHL now who went through that game and it's such a great opportunity as a broadcaster to get to know the players at at a young age before they're drafted you get to know them on a personal level and and anytime i cross paths with with any of those players now it's it's like a, a reunion i'm so proud of the guys who have gone on to, to great things in their life whether it be hockey or or other businesses when we when we do touch base so it's it, it was very rewarding to call all those top prospects games and and watch these young men grow into men and and great hockey players and great people. Oh yeah, man, it's it's the best. It's tonight. It's like an all star game. It's a novelty. This is awesome for the CHL. Um, and you're awesome, RJ. Thanks for for finding the time. Hopefully, we can do it more. And good luck with the season. Don't be a stranger. Absolutely, Rod. Always good chatting with you. And anytime. Thank you, Bell. The voice of the Hamilton Tiger Cats from the Tiger Cats Audio Network. R.J. Broadhead. We'll put a bow on it when we come back. What a great show it's been today. The Moose will rejoin in overtime. It's the RP show on Game Plus Television, YouTube Live, your favorite podcast platform, and on the radio, 99.1 WQEE. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to YouTube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You got something to say? You want to add to the show? What are you waiting for? Don't just sit there. Say something. Now, back to the studio with Rod. All right, welcome back. Uh, Overtime is brought to you by the Four Seasons Sports Palace, your home for the UFC and Super Bowl. Do we have the moose? What's up, Clark? Ah, so it's just me and the audience again. What's up, Rhino Radio, down there in Metro Atlanta? Tell me something good. And for the rest of you, um, from Dougal Cameron in Calgary. Boy, we have a wonderful community here, don't we? Dougal in Calgary, Rod, my sincere condolences on the loss of your cousin, Christine. May she rest in peace. Dave Salima in Niagara Falls. Hello. Very sorry for your loss. Thank you uh, for all of that, guys. She was a big part of this show. Um, BW in Edmonton says 98% have not met each other in the real world. Christine from Medicine Hat always reached out to the new viewers in the regular crew of the RP squad. Christine, you will be missed. That's the thing. She was very, very close to my, uh, to my parents, and that's the way they are. Now, come on in. You're all part of this. So thank you, everybody, for the nice comments. And Christine... Will be missed. As I've said, she's a great sports gal. 
Uh, David in Winnipeg says, inviting Blackie to co-host is like putting on all-you-can-eat buffet for a football team and not expecting to get trampled. Come on in, Moose. I don't know what it is. <laughs> Rod's great. I think it's just you and I have a rapport. We know what we're going to get from each other, and it works. And my thing chemistry. with Blackie, because he's so inter he's enter he has chemistry, of course. Blackie's he's very entertaining, too, but I, I couldn't take my eyes off this camera because I didn't know what he was going to do. I'm pretty sure when you go on a monologue, I can check comments. <laughs> we'll be good. Right? We got a little feel for each other. I know, you know, um, when you're ready to jump in, I can just tell from little facial expressions yeah. when you're ready to go and when to wrap it up. So, yeah, you don't have that the first time with somebody new. Ward in Winnipeg, happy birthday, Moose. And condolences Thank to you, Rod, and your family. Christine always had an opinion on your show. Oh, yeah, she's a feisty one. Let's, don't get it twisted. She had some very strong opinions. She was always, I love my riders. And I'm like, Chris, you know it's been four years. I get it. I get it. Uh, Paula, your mom, who I'm, I'm sure you've already heard from on your birthday, she said, so sorry for your loss, Rod. Thank you. That's from Darren's mom, Paula. Nice gal. And I appreciate everybody writing in. Uh, and Jack in Vulcan, Alberta. Darren, you're the brightest shining star in the media game today. Happy birthday. Well, Thanks, let's Jack. not get carried away here. Yeah. I'm teasing you. Easy. <laughs> Rock star <laughs> of the day yesterday, by the way, was Broadway Bernie Nichols. And today we'll see. Hey, I want to, like, you and R.J. Broadhead have a little bit of a history, do you not? A little like bit. a good one? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Little, little good one. Yeah, for sure. He's, he's awesome, man. When I was coming up, not that we're that far apart in age and things like that, but when I was, uh, you know, doing more of the TV stuff, and he was doing the CHL games on, uh, on Sportsnet and the Memorial Cup and things like that, and then he came in and did the University Cups for Sportsnet, when I was doing them on the webcast, yeah. and then they rolled in for the weekend. So I'm doing play-by-play -play during the week. They rolled in on the weekend. And I asked him and Sam, if, and this is my first time really meeting him, if I could sit in with him. And he couldn't have been better. I sat in their, in their little suite where they did the game from and got to hang out with them all game and just got to know about how they did their business, put their makeup on, do all that stuff. And so uh, we hit it off right away, and, and uh, it's been awesome. It's a great guy. Yes, yeah. from BW in Edmonton says Christine's the rock star of the day. I can, I can go along with that. From Ryan O Radio, Metro Atlanta, the dude is just like he's always around the keyboard, right? Ryan O Radio, he says Happy Birthday, Top Gun from WQEE <laughs> FM. We gotta, you gotta get those shades and get him close by for every time Ryan O Radio I do. refers to you as Top Gun. Um, the other night, I was watching a game on television, an NHL hockey game, and I said I very rarely have the sound up on any games for a variety of reasons. But in my mind, because you'll always be a play-by-play -play guy, just like a coach will always be a coach. I've talked to so many coaches that can't just watch a game. They're always analyzing, and it's annoying and sometimes I catch myself, because it's in your own head. You just, it doesn't go away. It's what you do. So I started, I started calling a game in my head. I can't remember what game it was. It might have been Montreal and Boston last night. I'm like, whatever. But I was like, well, it wasn't them. Let's just say it was the Panthers. 
Here comes Josh Maher out of his own zone. Does a turn and burn at the blue line. Because he did a little spinorama. I'm like, turn yeah. and burn. That would be cool. Nobody's using that. Top Gun. Very cool. How, how many times did you watch Top Gun? I got to 10 in the theater by chance. I got to Jeez. 10. I know. I know. And it's only because we have great partners in Landmark. You know? Um, I, I, I'd have gone broke seeing Top Gun 10 times. <laughs> You'd have gone broke, exactly. Uh, from uh, Corey Patterson, I think there's a joke in here from the Hockey Club podcast in Tallahassee, Florida. He says, happy birthday, Daryl. Wasn't there a joke somewhere <laughs> along the way? So, yes, there was. Was it Ron Dugay or somebody called me Daryl? <laughs> One of our guests. Clark says, Clark <laughs> says it was Dugs. Oh, God. I was driving through St. Augustine, Florida. Uh, just after Christmas, and that's where Dugay lives. It was all I could do not to pull off the freeway. And the interesting thing is, I'm like, what's with the pecans? There's huge signs along the side of the road. Pecans, the world's best pecans, stopping pecans. I'm like, what is with these pecans? And there was something else. <laughs> um, yeah, there's so much to see. It's so cool down here, man. People say to me, what's... Why Florida? I'm like, have you been? Today, 28 degrees Celsius, 82 above Fahrenheit. Got the NHL guys coming in next week. I don't know if I told you. Last minute of play in hour one. Rod's taxi's going to be going again, picking people up at the airport next week for the NHL All-Star game, and I can't wait. Uh, <laughs> Kevin the Medium says, Rod 2.0 wouldn't shut up. <laughs> LOL. <laughs> that's, what, that's what you expect, man. I remember when I had a, I had a guy fill in for me on uh, the Ryder Roundtable call-in show, and our boss was mad that he wouldn't shut up. I'm like, what do you want? It's a lot easier to pull in the reins than poke him in the butt. What do you want, a guy that doesn't want to talk? You want a guy that's shy in broadcasting? Don't work that way. But anyways, you're supposed to listen to your boss's moose. That's today's lesson <laughs> from WQEE, <laughs> Ryan already another great show. Prayers for you, Rod. Thank you, Ryan. Appreciate you all. Thanks, Clark. Great job by you. See you all tomorrow here at noon Eastern. Who has more fun than us? <laughs>